The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. To parties, they wait to Alagba the church, and um, it's giving me the privilege to bring God's word to His people this morning. And we're going to do quite some reading as we kick off this morning. You know, we continue um, uh, on that topic, purpose redefined 2.0. Um, today, specifically, we are talking about running with a clear vision. Um, I would like to read them. Um, I would like us to turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 9, verse 10 to 16. Uh, 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 the Bible st- um, stated that. Um, um, talking about Ananias and Saul. He said, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision. The Lord said in a vision to him. Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. For it is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And the Bible went on and on. I mean, talking about Paul, what he will suffer. God showed a vision to someone. God showed two people connected visions. God showed Paul a vision. God, that someone was coming and he would do ABC. He shows Ananias another vision and says, Go there, lay your hands upon him, and you will see. And he's going to do ABCD for my kingdom. He said, I will show him many things he must offer. I showed him a vision. A lot of people, when we talk about visions, we only think about visions only from a, um, from a ministry point of view. You know, the same way God, okay, we say, God showed me a vision, you know, raised me a supernatural army. But there are people that God is giving visions to, to raise, to start a school. There are people, you know, last week I was sharing, using the example of Steve Jobs and a lot of people in the technology space. You know, there was a time, you know, there was someone in the world, many years ago, had a vision that every home, every table should have a laptop. And that vision, so practically, if I ask us to lift our head, a lot of people in here, practically everyone, or at least minimum 50% of this, in this auditorium, you have a laptop. Or if you don't have one, you have access to one. And now that was the vision. And that laptop has changed a lot of things because God dropped something in the heart of someone. God dropped something in the heart of someone. You know, earlier this week I was reading about a young man, you know, during the wars. I mean, the, 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 the man that started Hyundai, the Hyundai company, and he started with auto garage. And along the line, he started thinking, I mean, people, I can make cars. We can start making cars. God drops this. And now, one of the things that happen when we talk about vision is the fact that God does things to improve our world. And God drops things in the heart of various people. And so it's great we've had a lot about God giving visions for ministry. It's great we are still hearing about God also giving visions for various things. Do we talk about, about Joseph, about how God gave him a vision to be a ruler when he was a boy? He didn't see himself preaching different, but he saw himself ruling. And God still gives visions. He gives visions for our lives. Those visions guide the purpose of God where your lives are concerned. You know, I mean, look at the story of Paul. If you look at what God said in Acts chapter 9, in verse 14, we just read two verses from verse 14 of Acts chapter 14, verse 19 to 20. It says that, I mean, if you remember verse 16, that we realized said that God says, I will show him, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. When Paul saw this vision, and when he was told, he didn't know he was going to be stoned to death. Then Jews from Antioch, verse 19, Acts 14, verse 19. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitude, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, 
he rose up and went to the city. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. One of the things that happens to people all over the fact that from time, a man of, you know, purpose as a way of preserving you. Purpose as a way of preserving. He was stoned, left for death. But God has said, this man will suffer many things for my sake. Then he stood up again. Deemed, perceived to be dead. What business is it that you have that is deemed to be dead? But God has already given you a vision concerning that business. That business will rise again. You know, that career will rise again. You know, part of the things that God told them, Paul or prophet visions, God showed him. Uh, you know, said you will stand before great king before me. If you look at, if you, if you go through the scripture, I, I mean, through Acts, you know, Paul made a defense of the gospel before Felix. You know, he was like a governor in his time before Festus, before a king, King Agrippa. At the point, King Agrippa said that you almost, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, what's that phrase he used? More or less that you almost convinced me to become a Christian. And Paul said, not only you, but to others as well. And now, the vision God showed him for his life, he had to go to various places, preaching the gospel, standing before great men, going to the Gentiles. There were some other people that God gave them vision to, to preach to the Jews. There are some other people, if, you know, I'll just, if, you, if you just check, there are people God has given visions of various things. How, how we change this, how we change our world. So many believers that God has given vision. You talk about Newton's law of motion. A lot of us know that. No, okay, maybe you know. Faraday's. Anybody know a bit about it? Okay. And a lot of these laws were actually discovered by Christians. And some of the things that happen because you have Zoe, the life of God, at work in you. And naturally, you have the ability for you to be able to see and create and when God shows you things, the ability to do is there as well. And when we talk today, we're still building upon what we talk about purpose defined. Uh, and I'm talking about running with a clear vision. This uh, I would like us to look at the scripture. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3 this morning. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3. And I'll read from the message translation. It says, And then God answered, Write this. Write what you see. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. One of the things God is saying is that God is still giving visions. And when God gives vision, God says that write it. Don't just remember that I'll remember it. It has been said that the shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. And so, if you write it down, you remember. The scripture says, you know, we say only write. It says, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. So that it can be read on the run. So even as I am running, you know, you know, you need to wait to pay attention to read properly. The scriptures say that even if you are running, if you merely take a look, you will see what's been written. And that is the way the vision of God where our lives are concerned. You should write, it should be so loud, it's so big that you can see it everywhere and anywhere you turn to. God gives visions. God gives visions. You know, and those things where our lives are concerned. From, from, I mean, you know, some people earlier in life, some people wake up. They know this is what God will have me do. Some people catch a glimpse of that future. You know, this scripture that we read from this message says, the vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. And so when you see that vision, it tells you this is where we are going. This is the direction we are headed. And so you see, a, a, you, you see that vision. And sometimes it drops in your heart. And so if some people think that sometimes they must be in a trance to see. Some people think that they must be in a trance. Some people sleep. Like, I mean, like, like, like Joseph, they dream. I had a dream of a vision. Some people, beyond having a dream, 
Some of God drops it in their hearts. You know, um, you may just have a dream. The same way a, a, a Bill Gates said, I have a dream. A dream to ensure that everyone have a laptop in their hand. That someday this thing can be in your hand. Someone dreams that one day, everything you do on a laptop, you can do most of it on your phone. And that's become a reality and it's changing our world. Now, what is it that God is dropping in your heart for this generation? What is it that God is dropping in the heart of your neighbor for our generation? For our world? Be it in ministry. Be it in finances. Be it in different areas and aspects of our lives. In the different spheres of life. God keeps dropping vision. And one of the things you realize is that sometimes when it comes, if you do not seize it, somebody else will use it. So sometimes God drops ideas. It won't be floating forever. It appears as if there's a universe that happens that sometimes the way visions drop, God shows someone this. And then while you are waiting, when will I do it? When will I not do it? Somebody else sees it, picks it up, and begins to run with it. And begins to run with it. And this happens in life so many times. Someone will say, I had that idea first. God showed, gave you the idea, waiting for you to do it. Someone else had a similar idea. And then along the line, so you sometimes it may be fresh, sometimes it may be that you have a vision of improving an existing situation and circumstance. Glory to God. Write this, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. So that it can be read on the run. When we talk about vision, you know, it's been defined in different places several by different people that it has been described as the capturing of a clear picture of the future. Similar to what we read earlier on, that is the vision is the witness pointing to what's coming. That means that there is something coming. It's pointing in that direction. You know, it's the voice to be able to vision enables us to see the end from the beginning. It enables us to see the end from the beginning. You know, it gives us a clear mental picture of your assignment. It speaks to a clear mental picture of your assignment. You know, one of the things that vision does is that vision gives wings to your purpose to fly. You know, um, if you read the story of Genesis, Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 to 9, talking about, talking about, um, about Joseph, um, Proverbs 29, verse 18, you can check it out when you get home, you can take, um, write down, the scripture actually says, where there is no vision, uh, read it from the Amplified Translation, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word. The people are unrestrained. Uh, a translation says that the people, they run wild. Where there is no vision, the people, they run wild. Because there is nothing guiding them. You know, the vision of God for your life puts boundaries around your life. And it guides you into what you do and what you do not do. People just leave anything, anything goes. Some, they don't have a clear picture of God's plans and purpose for their lives. You know, I mean, that Proverbs 29, 18, say where there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. You know, they, they don't have anything. They don't have boundaries. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. You know, one of the things that we realized in, re in recent times, we started talking about the various mountains. And talking about the seven mountains, the mountain of family, of religion, of education, of media, of entertainment, of business, and of government. And so we have questions around this. And, and one of the things that we need to know is the fact that God gives visions in, in, in any of these areas. So God gives visions when it comes to ministry. You know, when we talk about right now, let me start from that of family. There are people that God has given visions to. That, and their desire is that, maybe God will get a vision that help me raise holistic families all over the world. Help me, help me, help me, help me raise marriages uh, uh, you know, healthy marriages. You know, last year, one of those people that had those kind of vision was in this church for, for about 10, 11 times. How many of us were in church for any of those meetings? Um, a coach, coach came in, Tony Akemi, one of the things she does is helping people, you know, around family life, relationships. Some of, a lot of people that know Pastor Kingsley Okonko, what do we know Pastor Kingsley Okonko as? We know him around family and relationship. So sometimes someone cut a vision around this area. 
And it's called a vision where this is concerned. And one of the things that it is that they keep pushing in the part of that vision. And so breaking this down when it comes to vision. So it's the only thing that it's like I said, it's the only um, maybe church or ministry related that God gives visions. You can have visions where this is concerned. Another person, um, uh, when you talk about religion, I mean, I'll use Kingswood as an example. Many years ago, God spoke to Dr. K in 1990, August 1990. He said, raise me a supernatural army. And we've been running with that vision since. And that vision has multiplied in different places. But what has happened is that the same way God spoke to Dr. K about his vision of raising his spiritual army. Where comes to the, um, one of those mountains, religion. Same way God has spoken to people in this room that has told you, spoke to you. Maybe said, you raise me a school. You raise me an hospital. You do this in this world. God, there are people that you keep wondering whether it's me or it's not me. God has told you, feed the nation. Let me tell someone, are you operation feed the nation? There may be people there that God has given that to. Same, you know, we're talking about a, a, about a mountain. You know, and I want you to listen to me clearly where it comes to this. So that when you pray, you are praying clearly. You are understanding what God is saying. There are people here that God, the vision in God's heart for you. What God wants to do is to clothe people in our world. Right? Clothe them appropriately. There are people, you know, we talk about, um, I, um, I'm, okay, I, don't let me run ahead of myself. There are people that God gives visions where it comes to the education line. When you talk about education line, uh, you know, um, how many of us have heard of Joseph Business School before? Uh, Joseph, um, yeah, Joseph Business School. May have heard of it. Billy Wilson started it. It's not, it's not a normal school. It's a, it's, a, it's a school to raise Christian believers. And teaching qualities, quality things. Talk about the likes of them. Um, how many of you have, um, you know, let me see if you live in this country. You ever heard of Covenant University before? One of the things that happened, God gave someone a vision to raise a Christian university. And to raise maybe, well, right, same thing, I mean, similar to what Oral Roberts University. He was a minister. And the fact that God has given you one vision does not mean that God, that God cannot give you others. You know, some of you, God, when God, when you are faithful in one, you get more. And that's what happens. So if you are not faithful with the vision that God has given you, God has given you a vision. Be a choir member in this church. And then you think that I'm, I'm bigger than the church. Then you may not get that platform of the experience you want. Faithful in one, faithful in much. We talk about. You know, Covenant University, Oral Roberts University, what happened? God gave them visions. Visions. So when you talk about it, it's, uh, and all of these, some of these visions that God spoke to some of them, some God did not speak to them. There are some other people. You know, uh, uh, um, if you talk about um, Bishop Edel, for instance, so many things. One, uh, we heard so he said it was, maybe it was in America, and God told him, he said, go back and go and make my people rich. And he came back. And for him to go and do it, and as he's faithful in one, another one. Then before we are recovering from building um, Faith Tabernacle, university has entered. Before you finish from that one, you are hearing about the ark. And you keep hearing, and one of the things that happens is that God keeps giving. As you, you are found faithful, concerning one vision is giving you, another one comes. And you keep, it keeps going on and on. She's talking about him. Should we talk about a media? The media. Any of you heard of um, TBN? 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 Trinity Broadcasting Network. God gave that vision to someone. God gave that vision to someone. I mean, you've, you've heard of um, Daystar? Those are just a few ones, the ones you know now. But in our time, God is speaking to, you know, any of you have heard of um, media, hey, distinct, you've heard of someone like that, that company before? Yeah. You've heard of um, Mabike Productions? God is giving people visions. Visions. Visions to take over our world. Talk about entertainment. Entertainment. And some of us, well, I mean, you, know, you hear about Tyler Perry, what he does. Some of us have watched, um, what's that, uh, War Room. You've watched War Room. You enjoy watch War Room, anybody? 
someone gave someone god gave someone a vision and that vision is helping to whatever vision god gives you ultimately will lead will benefit mankind will benefit the gospel hallelujah you've heard of you know when we talk about entertainment tim tbn they have movies talk about they start they do similar thing you've heard of mount zion some of you have been are in season seven i bet joy now and some people have gone ahead glory to god now that is a vision god gave to some when it started and he, when it was all refined, we used to watch Aya Aya Matanga. And as he got better, more refined, and God keeps shedding light. And so not only are you shooting in Nigeria, they are shooting across countries, being re released on YouTube, on Netflix, and people are watching all over the world, shining their lights. A vision. To reach people through drama. Do we talk about business? Some people have impacted our world. You have, some of us have heard of the likes of Dr. Christopher Collard. Anybody has heard of him before? You heard of people like that. You heard about, you heard things about people that God gave visions. Who started the chair center? People like Ben Carson. You know, you know, you know Ben Carson? He wrote that book, Gifted Hands. And of course, he will fall in two categories. You've heard, you've heard of, um, you've heard of Adebakes. You've, you've heard of Bossets. And you hear of these things. You know, anybody, you've heard, you've, you've heard of, um, there's another company. You know, one, one global company I just read here in my note is, you know, um, you know, it's called Triple Something for Food. You know, and one of the things that you see is this. Listen, God gives visions. God gives visions. God gives. God gives. And, and you know, usually when we preach this and we teach this, we hear it and we see it a lot. We see it a lot from ministry perspective. But God gives visions around these mountains. And it's time for you to see yours and seize yours. talk about government talk about the likes of daniel daniel was in government for multiple presidents kings he was an expert bible speaking in psalm talks about joseph that that, that, that god gave joseph to teach wisdom to, to to pharaoh's senate joseph was a prisoner and he had visions of the palace Visions of the palace. Visions of the palace. And God gives visions in these areas. And this area covers various spheres of life. It covers the different areas and aspects of our lives. There may be someone that God gives you a vision to take over the aviation sector. There may be people here, it is the health sector. There may be people in, maybe you, you just have a desire. To, to, you just have a desire that we can do things better when it comes to running the affairs of this nation. And God gives visions. He gives visions. He gives visions. And so sometimes, some people think that it's only if it doesn't come, we God say, go and preach in, in Zamunda. You will meet King Jeffrey Jaffa. And then some of them think that it's not a vision. Hallelujah. God can give you vision in any of the mountains of influence. God can give you in any of the mountains of influence. You know, vision is a product of supernatural revelation. You know, one of the things that happens is that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is responsible for painting the picture that is known as, as, as a vision. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, it cannot be overemphasized the Holy Spirit helps us to see. The Holy Spirit helps us to see. Helps us to know. Hallelujah. It's impossible to run in a clear direction until vision is a reality. Until that vision becomes clear, you just be to the right, to the left, 
Without vision, there is bound to be confusion. That's why the Bible says that, that scripture we read in Proverbs, it says that they run with, without any form of restraint. They are unrestrained. Another translation says that they run wild. Proverbs 29, verse 18. You know, vision is a prerequisite for provision. For every vision, there will be a provision for it. Maybe you are feeling strong, you are that God will have you have a crutch. God will have you have a finishing school. God has been staring it in your heart. There's a provision for it. All you need to do is to ask the Holy Ghost to open your eyes for you to see. Glory to God. You know, uh, it, it takes a clear picture of a vision to attract the needed resources, which is the provision. Someone can have physical sight, but lack vision. And someone might like physical sight, but be full of vision. How many of you have heard of Kobams before? You know, some of us heard of Stevie Wonder and some of the music he created. That they helped our well, Some of you sang some of those songs. You know, I was, I was privileged to read a document. And I remember that as far back about maybe 10 years ago, Kobams, you... I mean, you know, we, can, we have physical visions. Kobam has been some kind of project with some organization, international organization, years ago. When before we knew what it was to earn some kind of money, he's been earning it for over 10 years ago. I stumbled upon a document in that, that regard. And so it is not, so your lack of ability to see physically is not what limits your vision. It cannot limit it. There are people who have two koro koro eyes they can see, but they are limited. Vision is needed in order for individuals and organizations to be effective and maximize their potential and opportunities. And opportunities. I'm, just, I'm going to take us through five vital steps in running effectively with a vision. The first one, the ability for you to be able to download what God is saying is key. If you remember the story of Daniel, Daniel began to seek the face of the Lord. And God told him some. He told him, when God told him that, look, you, should, you people are overstaying this bondage in Babylon. You should, have, you should have left. Talk about the story of Joseph. Joseph, one of the things that happened for Joseph, Joseph was able to download early. Early in life, Joseph had been downloading. When he was having a good time in his father's house, he downloaded that God will have him. You know, he just knew that all he could see was that I was going to be a big man. And part of that vision, he did not know that I was going inside the pit to Potiphar's house, to prison, before we land in the final pit of the palace. And you know, he didn't see it. And usually, the vision just tells you the end goal. You don't see the journey. You don't see what you will go through. You know, um, Jesus, when Jesus, you know, there's that sign that says he lived to die. That Jesus lived to die. He knew he was going to die for our sins before he came. So when he came, but part of it did not include that we are going to spit on Jesus. It did not include that we are going to flog him. It did not include that we are going to strip him naked and cut his cloth. And so there's a process. Your ability to download is key. Vision can only be downloaded and not devised. It can be downloaded, not divided. So it's sometimes scheming. It should be downloaded, not just schemed or divided. You know, sometimes because we declare that it's a, it's a mental picture, some people think that it's all mental. No, it is both it's spiritual. It's the ability to interpret the spiritual part into, the, into our mental world. You must fight. I'm sorry. Um, um, let me rephrase. The God factor is essential where downloading vision is concerned. It, you know, the God factor is very, very essential. Uh, let's read Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. You can go home and check that. Daniel chapter 2, verse, um, uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. When we get, we can check that when you get home. You know, one of the, I mean, the second step. She notes, apart from, now you are believed to download this case, so the story of Daniel and Joseph, 
Let's look at always put your vision in front of your face. Always. Keep it there. Keep looking at it. It tells us, I mean, we go back to that scripture that we read earlier on in Habakkuk chapter 2. It said, and God said, write this, write what you see. Let me tell you, anybody, write what you see. You know, sometimes, let me tell you what happens. There are a lot of people that God, God keeps, you know, you have flashes. You are praying. Sometimes you sleep, you wake up, you just have an impression. We don't write it. And so two years down, then I remember that uh, I once dreamt of something like this. But because you didn't write it, you did not remember. And remember what I said, the shortest pencil is longer than what? The longest memory. And so memory, you forget. But when you write it down, you can remember that I wrote it somewhere. At least I wrote it. You know, that's why when you have a Bible, sometimes people catch revelations in the Bible, but they forget it. you know why? Because their Bible is sacrosanct. When they have their Bible, they keep it. It is neat. They don't write in their Bibles. They don't mark it because they are very organized. And some of them are thinking of second-hand value. If I sell this Bible on this, it will give me this value. You know, you know, and so what happened? Mark it. You have a revelation. This scripture is saying this. It is your Bible. You did not borrow it. Even if you borrowed the Bible, apologize to the person after. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Always put your vision in front of your face. The scripture says, write it. He said, what I love about verse 2. He said, write it out in big block letters. Write it out in big block letters. Write it out. See it. See it. See it. One day, you know, it's been staring in your heart that you are going to organize um, maybe one of these Christmases. You'll have a mega concert and you're going to feed the hungry and the homeless. It's been there. It's been coming. Say, one day when I have money, I will do it. One day. And you forget. But when you write it out, and you are praying it out, then you will pray it out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every authentic vision must be continuously worn like a dress in order to keep it fresh. The same way I worn this dress today by wash it. I wear it again. I wear it again. And then one of the things for you to keep it fresh, you must keep wearing that vision. You must keep seeing it. You must keep seeing it. Refreshing your mind about it. The vision that is not constantly before your face will soon fade out. Third step in running effective with a vision. Avoid distractions. Avoid distractions. You know, I would like to start with the story of Samuel. I mean, of, of, um, of, of, of Samson. Something great, a deliverer for his people. But he got distracted. What's the name of that lady that distracted him? Delilah. Delilah. How come I've not had anybody bearing that name before? <laughs> and he got distracted. You've had the story of someone. I once had this story. There was once to me that someone was in his house having a jolly good time eating. Then a friend. I think I even saw it in a film too. The friend came to visit him. He was eating. While he was eating, his friend invited him, join me, eat. He sat down. He continued eating with the person. He came to borrow money. He, he, he continued eating. A third friend came in, saw the man meet and said, just give me 30 seconds. The man watched his hand. He said, continue eating, I'm coming. He left him. He gave the money he had at home to that friend that excused him. My brother got distracted with Isiewu. And he got distracted. When he finished, he said, ah, thank you. And, and my reason for visiting is because I need X amount. I said, ah, why didn't you say so? Brother, so, so, that I just left here, just collected it. That's what he came to collect. He got distracted. And that happens to people in life. It happens to people a lot. You have a vision. Along the way, there will be distractions. You are going to Ibadan. And on the way coming to Lagos, there are people who probably, maybe there was traffic. You will now park 
and be looking at them and be looking at them and while you are looking at them others will overtake and get to Ibadan first it's similar to the story there was this competition done in real life I watched it on um, maybe on Instagram or there about where they place um, a tortoise and a rabbit and along the line the rabbit started the journey was running was running then along the line he got distracted the slow tortoise caught up crossed the line and that happens to people in real life there are some people who start early along the line they get distracted they have a vision from god they got distracted you have a vision you have the biggest love them you started you now got good money they now told you that people in um, people that sell houses they make money so you left your law practice you now started selling houses before you came back all others you started after you they've gone hallelujah glory to god be intentional with your relationships still talking about avoiding distractions paul and david i mean when you look at the story of paul got story of um david paul said that uh, you know I, I i run with a focus not allowing myself to get distracted stay away from people that don't value the picture that you see there are certain associations that does not help you don't expect everyone around you to celebrate your vision everyone around you will not celebrate your vision and then don't stay around those who do not see the similar things to what you see can take down Proverbs 13 verse 20, Proverbs 27 verse 17. Another step, um, the fourth step is that you stay dependent and connected to your designated guide. Stay dependent, someone say stay dependent and connected to your designated guide. You know, and, and then we'll talk about the story of Daniel here again, once again. You know what happened to Daniel? Daniel knew that his guide was the Holy Spirit, was God. So every, even when they told Daniel, you know, every time, Daniel was a showboy, they have a problem. Um, the king said he was going to behead everybody. Daniel said, hold on, give me time. He went to pray. He prayed. God told him the answer. He came back. They continued. Another king came. God wrote something on the wall. He went to pray. He prayed. He prayed. I mean, God told him the meaning of what he wrote on the wall. He interpreted it. And that was how he was able to keep moving from one, from one government to the other. Because he had a guide. He stayed connected to that guide. Along the line, some people went to the king said, tell them not to pray again. What did Daniel? If Daniel had stopped praying, he would stop reigning. One of the things that happened was that he went back. See, before he used to pray and open one window, he opened all the windows. And he continued praying. So when they said they were going to throw him to trouble, you know, one of the things that happened is that for you, when you spend time staying connected, one of the prayers, I mean, I mean, I, I personally, I, I pray a lot when I start a new year that I'll be delivered from trouble. And I don't know that there are ways you can pray. You know, Jesus was talking to Peter. He said, I pray for you that your faith will not fail. One of the prayers you can pray, you can pray a lot for yourself as you embark on a new phase of your life is that you'll be delivered. That, see, the trouble will be far from me. So don't enter that trouble before you pray. You pray before the trouble shows up. But when you are prayed out that deliverance before it shows up. One of that is that Daniel, that, that, that Daniel prayed. So even when they came to pick him that this guy, he disobeyed you, he still prayed. We will deal with it. This is what the king should do to you. He had already prayed that trouble. He had already prayed and gotten the answer. So when he got there, you know, he was not crying, my mother, you know, my, who will deliver me? And a lot of times they'll tell you, look, look, King, even if you know yet, I mean, the God will say we deliver up. But they have already prayed. He stayed connected. No matter how much you rise in life, in ministry, stay connected. No matter how much you rise in the purpose of God, where your life is concerned, stay connected. No matter how much you rise in any of these mountains of influence, be it in family, in religion, education, media, entertainment, business, government, stay connected. Stay connected. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer. Stay connected. Let me tell two people around you, say stay connected. You know, demonstrate your connection. You know, hook your hand with your neighbor like this. 
as a sign. Say, stay connected. Stay connected with the Holy Ghost. Stay connected with God. You need the Holy Ghost to execute your vision. Self-made men are, are bound to end up in failure. Self-made men are, are bound to end up in failure. You know, you need, one of the things you need is that you need constant encouragement and strength from God to keep your vision alive. You know, some people have started this year. They're already discouraged. Today is day 15. Some are already discouraged. We just started the year. And one of the things we need to learn to do is that from time to time, draw strength from the Holy Ghost. Draw strength from the Holy Ghost that we may be strengthened in our inner man by the Holy Spirit. That's why we pray proline prayers. As you go into 2023, you need to pray that I'll be strengthened in my inner man by the Holy Spirit. Strengthened in my inner man to fulfill the vision God has shown me. Strengthened in my inner man to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. Strengthened in my inner man to fulfill God's mandate. Strengthened in my inner man to fulfill God's agenda for me. For my family, for my household, I'll be strengthened in my inner man. I'll be strengthened. It's a prayer you must keep praying. If from the Pauline prayer, that you'll be strengthened. You, if one another prayer you pray, you pray a lot of the Pauline prayers in this season and at this time. That your eyes of understanding we see. That God will enlighten my eyes of understanding. That I will see. That I will know the hope of His calling. And so when we're talking about vision, you need to stay connected hooked to the Holy Spirit. Stay connected. Stay connected. Stay connected. Do everything possible to stay connected to the source of life, to the source of strength, to the source of hope, so that situations, circumstances, you won't just get to day 15 and say, it's a new year, but I'm feeling depressed. Stay connected. Situations, circumstances may come your way, thrown at you. Some expected, some not expected. And, but when you stay connected to the Holy Ghost, irrespective of circumstance and situation um, that comes your way, you will be standing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13 5. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Can we look at the Amplified Translation? Media, can you help with the Amplified Translation of this verse? Verse 5 and 6. That I may boldly say that the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. We will boldly say, the Lord is our helper. Hallelujah. That we may boldly say, say so we take comfort and I encourage Five, five, start from five. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed. Be financially ethical. I, I love the, the choice of that. Financially ethical. It sounds like, I, 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 I sounded like a way Oluka would ally on the Busseit. Be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never, hallelujah, glory to God. For he has said, I will never, under any circumstances, desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you. Hey, without what? Without support. Nor will I, in any degree, leave you what? Helpless. Nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. Hey, Let's read it together. Let's read that scripture together. Let's read it together. Look at God's promise to you. God's assurance to you in this year. Where his purpose and his vision for your life is concerned. So remember when I say stay connected. You know he has already made a promise. That he will not leave you. 
It will not leave you. So you have the responsibility to stay connected. Now let's go together. Your moral essence, your inner nature. Wait, wait, let's personalize it. Let's personalize this scripture. I will, I will let my character, my moral essence, my inner nature be free from the love of money. So, hold on. And I want you to do this well. Let me tell you, there's someone that the, whole, the love of money has a grip on someone in this place. As you declare this, that hold will be broken. You are no longer going to be controlled by money. This is one of the things that the word of God, the word of God liberates. It sets free. So let's say, I will let my character, my moral essence, my inner nature be free from the love of money. I shun greed. I'm financially ethical. Be content with what I have. For God has said, he will never, under any circumstance, desert me, nor give me up, nor leave me without support. God will not leave me without support. God will not leave me without support. God will not leave me without support. Nor will I, nor, nor, nor will God in any degree leave me helpless. I am not helpless. God will not leave me helpless. God will not forsake me. He will not let me down. He will not relax his hold on me. God will not relax his hold on me. He will give me. He will say it is Nigerian English. God will give me. You know what they say in Nigerian English? God will give me. You know what that means? God will give you. You've not heard that word before? God will. Hey, what it means this year where my finances is concerned, God will. Where my health is concerned, God will. Where your family is concerned, God will. Where that finances is concerned, where that project is concerned, He said, I will not leave you. I will not relax my hold on you. I will not relax my hold on you. God says, I will not relax my hold on you. Any circumstance, any situation that comes your way, God will not relax his hold on you. God is not relaxing his hold on you. God is not relaxing his hold on me. He's not relaxing his hold on my destiny, on my career, in this phase of my life. God is not relaxing his hold on me. We're going to come back and pray with this scripture. Let me finish this message. You know, this scripture is full. We'll come back. Don't remove it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The last, the last a vital key I want you to note is that be patient. You know, remember the story of Joseph. Joseph learned patience through the many things that he suffered. You know, he just thought that sometime he just woke up and said, look, I'm going to be my, my father and mother, you all bow down to me and I'm the new G in town. Everybody respects me. But when he, he didn't factor in the pit and he had to learn patience. So even when it was time, even when he saw his brother, you know, the first thing he wanted to do is to tell them, then two men, I am here now. What you have done, go to prison for six months. He could not even tell them upon the first time when he recognized them. He learned patience. Okay, calm down. Okay, calm down. Calm down. You know, learn patience this year. Let me tell someone, learn patience this, this year. There is a need to grow the virtue of patience in order to run with a vision and not be weary. Stay consistent and the same no matter the situation. Faith must be mixed with patience to inherit what is yours. Romans 15, verse 4, verse 4 and verse 5. You can take down Colossians chapter 1, verse 11 as well. So I'm going to give you about four scriptures for patience. You can note them down and go and check them at home. Romans 15, verse 4 and 5. Colossians 1, verse 11. Hebrews 6, 12. James 1, verse 4. James 1, verse 4. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, verse 4. James chapter 1, verse 4. Glory to God. So you can please know down the scriptures. Go and study them at home. You know, study them at home. Fill your heart with them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But let's patient have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. Let patience have its what? Perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. Perfect and complete. You know the difference between you can be perfect and not be complete. And you can be complete and not be perfect. Okay. 
listen to a Reverend Femi Rowley's message on that, in that area. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. This morning, I want us to, can we please take us, as we wrap up, can you give us that scriptures in, in Hebrews, once again, Hebrews 13. Give us that scripture. I would like us to rise up. We're going to take our time and we're going to pray with this scripture this morning. As we wrap up this morning. As we wrap up this morning. Yes, glory to God. Hebrews, we're going to pray with this scripture. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to begin to pray under your breath with the Holy Ghost. You've heard God's word this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As the word of God is coming your way, there is liberty. God is opening the eyes of your understanding. Light is dawning upon your heart. You know what to do. You know how to go. Hallelujah. And so this scripture addresses your character, your character, your moral essence. So I want you to begin to pray. Look, listen. If you know you have a wrong attachment to money, pray this scripture that I'm free from the love of money. You know, begin to pray by the help of the Holy Ghost. I shun greed. Maybe you know that there are in signs of greed where it has to do with your life i shun greed you know hallelujah glory to god pray now this scripture he said be content what you have for you i said i will never leave you i will not desert you not give you up nor leave you without support so come and begin father i thank you because under no circumstance god will not desert me god will not give me up god will not leave me without support this year i have support open your mouth begin to pray this year i have support come on you have support in your place of work you have support in your home you have support in the work of your you have support in your academics you have financial support god says i will not leave you without support nor will i in anything leave you helpless i am not helpless god is my help god is not leaving me helpless i am not helpless open your mouth and pray let me hear you pray okay nor will i forsake you nor will i let you or relax man i will not be forsaken this year i will not be forsaken god is not relaxing his hold upon me well, upon my business god is not relaxing his hold upon my business upon my family god is not relaxing his hold upon my family upon the work of my god is not relaxing his hold the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.